0: Good morning stand it's so nice to see everyone here today we welcome you thank you for joining us for those watching online we welcome you and we thank you for logging in and joining us this morning are you ready to praise amen thank you you, lord we worship you father god thank you lord let's confess our vision this morning we are a strong growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the word of God, and we make an internal impact in the lives of others. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. He said, where two or more gather in his name, he is there, he is present. I see more than two of us here, so he is here this morning. And I don't know about you, but I've come expecting I've come expecting to see signs, miracles, and wonders Because this is the last days And we expect to see what his word says Miracles, signs, and wonders So Father, we come before you this morning We lift our hands and surrender to you, Lord We surrender right now, Lord And we thank you for your presence We we welcome you, sir We welcome you here right now And we just bask in your presence, Father. We just worship you this morning. And we just thank you for everything that you do, Lord. Everything you continue to do in our lives, Lord. And, Father, we worship you. We glorify your name, Father, this morning. We just honor you this morning, Father God. We just love your presence, Father. We love you, Lord with all of our hearts, our souls, our mind and strength, Father God. Thank you for meeting us here. We welcome you here this morning, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are a God of revival. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. that you are
1: thank you Jesus
2: Oh, we love your sweet
1: presence Heavenly Father we just love your presence we thank you for the blood the precious blood of Jesus so much power available to us in the blood of Jesus this morning lift your voice with me and let's go before the Lord you know there's a lot going on in our nation a lot going on in this planet that we're living on and God sees it all he knows it all and so he's not the author of death or devastation we know where that originates from and so we just thank you father for the work that you are doing on this planet because the work that you are doing is always good so we thank you for that we acknowledge the good that is taking place in our lives the plan that you have for us we acknowledge that and this morning we go before you on behalf of our brothers and sisters around this country and the devastation that occurred there in the in the Midwest and Kentucky in those areas with the earth uh, tornadoes we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus for those who have lost family members we just lift them up and we ask for the comfort of the Holy Spirit right now and even in the midst of the darkness even in the midst of loss even in the midst of things tragedy and devastation we know father god that you are there and that you can make a way out and that you can make it even better than it was before and so we lift them up to you and those father who are in the area that are believers we ask that they would be a light during this time that you would give them the necessary resources and things so they can go into these areas, Father God. As as you tell us to to sow into that, we'll do that in obedience to you. Show us what to do, Father God. Show us what to do, and you show them what to do. And we declare that they'll go in, and there'll be lights in the midst of darkness, and that the devil's work will be exposed. the name of Jesus devil we take authority over you right now in the name of Jesus you cannot have this country in Jesus name you cannot have our leaders in Jesus name you cannot have our children our youth you cannot have them in the name of Jesus we are a country that's separated unto God in Jesus name and we declare by faith in the name of Jesus that we are one nation under God in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We lift up our leaders this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh We we surround them with faith and love right now. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you would send them the right people of influence. To stand before them and that they would have hearts to hear and ears to hear and listen in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I thank you that this nation is not going under (laughs) we're not just barely surviving but we declare because we are still here on this earth we have authority And so as more and more believers take our authority, know who it comes from and know why we have it, (laughs) we're taking back our nation in the name of Jesus. We thank you that this nation belongs to you. We thank you, Father. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah our faith needs to be increased in this area it needs to be increased in this area glory to God so I would I would have you study the scripture concerning your nation study the founding fathers and the principles that this nation was founded on and just get your faith increased about these here United States of America Because God has a plan and a purpose for us amen and as members of the body of Christ we are in Jesus and we have authority amen over all the powers of darkness it says that we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ and the things that are subject to us are things in heaven things on earth in this here United States of America and things under the earth. Hallelujah. They must come into submission when a believer takes their authority in the name of Jesus. And there is power in the blood. Amen. We sang about that this morning. So, whatever your need is this morning, lift it up to Him and receive from the one who loves you, the one who has adopted you into his family, and called you his own. Amen? Glory to God. Before you're seated this morning, why don't you find someone and tell them, your heavenly Father loves you. Amen. Thank you, T.
3: Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to be going over this week's announcement. It's so good to see everyone. Um, this Wednesday we'll be showing the newest episode of The Chosen, uh, which has been shown in theaters all around the country. And so we are going to be streaming it here. And the church purchased 23 tickets. Um, and as of yesterday, there are two left. So if you want to come, please go to our Facebook events page and let us know that you want to come. Even if you don't get one of the two free tickets that are left, you can still come. The cost is $11 for adults and 9 for children, okay? So this is going to be a great um, event. It's going to start at 645, not 7 p.m., 645 promptly. And it's going to consist of various songs and interviews from Christian artists, okay? So it's going to be a great time of... Of remembering and celebrating and viewing the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. So if you plan on coming, please indicate that on the page. You can also pay at the door. So if you're thinking, oh, I don't have this and that, you can pay when you come, okay? Next Sunday, we have a short presentation from the kids. They've been practicing really, really hard and they are excited. So we're excited to have them come up and sing a few songs for us. And um, so next, next. that's next Sunday. I'm sorry about that. And then next, Wednesday, we will not have service due to our candlelight Christmas Eve service, okay? So that's the 22nd. We will not have service on the 22nd on Wednesday night due to our candlelight service that Friday at um, 6 p.m. OK, if you have not picked up a invitation so far, there are plenty on the back table. Pass these out to your neighbors, your friends, your co-workers. Let them know about the candlelight service. Again, this is taking place at 6 p.m. on December the 24th. And due to that, we will not have service that Wednesday, December the 22nd. Amen. All right. So are you ready to give? Amen. All right. Glory to God.
4: Glory to God. Good morning, everyone. Hallelujah. Followed after uh, Ivan's lead, I put things down on paper. But as you notice, I only have one (laughs) Ivan. (laughs) Praise God. This morning, I'm going to read a very familiar portion of scripture to us. But before I read it, I would admonish each and every one of us this morning to consider the words that Jesus spoke to the Apostle John when he was writing the book of Revelation and speaking of all of the churches. And as he corrected the churches and so on and so forth, at the end of each one of those things that he would speak, he, would, he said these words, He that has an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit is saying. So I admonish you to listen to it in that light this morning. The scripture reference, I'm just going to read them. I'm not going to make any comments as I read. And then I have a few things I'm just going to comment on afterwards. Like I told Pastor Maria this morning, it shouldn't take more than 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> not. I'm going to be reading out of the Living Bible. It's Second Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to begin with verse 6 and read through 15. Just read it. Hear it with your heart this morning, please. It says, but remember this, if you give little, you'll get little. A farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop. But if he plants much, he will receive much. Everyone must make up his own mind as to how much we should give. Don't force anyone to give more than he really wants to. For cheerful givers are the ones God prizes. God is able to make it up to you by giving you everything you need and more so that there will not be only enough for your needs, but plenty left over to give joyfully to others. Verse 9 says, It is as the Scriptures say, the godly man gives generously to the poor. His good deeds will be an honor to him forever. For God who gives seed to the farmer to plant and later on good crops to harvest and eat will give you more and more seed to plant and will give it and will make it grow so that you can give away more and more fruit from your harvest. Yes. God will give you much so that you can give away much. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will break out in thanksgiving and praise to God for your help. Verse 12 says, so two good things happen as a result of your gifts. Those in need are helped and they overflow with thanks to God. And those you help will be glad, not only because of your generous gifts. Listen closely to this next part. Let me read verse 13 in whole. and ju- Just listen to the end of verse 13. When, it, when I saw this, it was like, this is so good. Those you help will be glad, not only because of your generous gifts to themselves and to others, but they will praise God for this proof that your deeds are as good as your doctrine. Praise God. Our deeds need to line up with our doctrine. Amen. Verse 14, and they will pray for you with deep fervor and feeling because of the wonderful grace of God shown through you. Thank God for his son, his gift, too wonderful for words. And as I was impressed to read this, I sat down, I was listening to what the Spirit of the Lord would have me to say this morning, and it's simply this, a a few thoughts. As believers, we sometimes get too familiar with Scripture. How did we hear this portion of Scripture today? Did our minds zone out because of how familiar we are with these verses? I know I'm guilty of that at times. Oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Has this portion of Scripture become a ho-hum moment for us, a time of an internal yawn an internal yawn, or did the Scripture get us excited about how God is working with us in the financial area of our lives? I can tell you boldly and confidently that whoever stands behind this pulpit to receive the offering at any given time, it is not about getting just the church's needs met, about turning on the lights and putting heat in the house. Of course, your faithfulness to giving does do those things. But when this is done correctly from the pulpit, all of your needs will be met as well. Yours must be met. Otherwise, the churches will not be. This is how this works. Sowing and reaping must become something more than giving now and then and hoping to get something back from it to meet our needs. Sowing and reaping is a choice. Made by a sower and reaper. <laughs> it's only the sowers and the reapers that receive, praise God. It should be more than something we do. It should become a way of life, our culture, who we are. And this goes way beyond giving of your finances. It's, it's reaching out to people with words of encouragement and so on and so forth. So listen closely to this next sentence. This portion of Scripture is our answer, our instructions on becoming debt-free and helping others to do the same. This portion of Scripture is God's way of blessing us financially, sowing and reaping. Dr. Jerry Savelle said this, If what you have doesn't meet your need, then sow it as a seed. Mm -hmm. And this morning as I was rereading this, this came into my heart, and I'll end with this. And this happened to me personally. When the revelation comes that we are not giving away, but rather we are sowing into something, everything changes. Everything changes. Because when we think we're just giving, we think less. When we think sowing, we think multiplication, praise God. It is God's way of doing things. Consider the Scripture. If you are struggling with giving and receiving, not because you don't want to, but maybe because you are financially strapped right now, this is your answer financial freedom, sowing and reaping, praise God. It always has been and always will be, amen. It is the word of the Lord, hallelujah. Today is Mission Sunday, by the way. So you don't only have to remember our missions on the second Sunday of every month. As the Lord speaks to your heart about our missionaries, ask him what you should do as we do, as my wife and I do. What should we do for our missionaries? They're out there on the west coast of Africa. They're reaching that population where they are, and mighty things are happening to the glory of God. People are getting saved and healed in Jesus' name, amen? Hallelujah. How are we doing on the building fund? Praise God. Let's see, we are on, uh, today's the 12th, so we have a little bit over two weeks to come up with $448 to bring that amount due to zero. (laughs) Amen. Can we do that? I don't want to just hear Pastor Maria say yes. Can we do that? If we can't come up with $448 in two weeks with a congregation this size, we need to revisit some things. (laughs) But we will do it, praise God. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand together this morning? Let's make a wonderful declaration of faith over our giving and our receiving this morning in Jesus' name. Ready? Read, because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. I only hear my voice, so speak up. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now in Jesus' name amen and amen glory to God the offering buckets are up front here so feel free to come forward and release your offerings to the Lord and your tithes praise God and pastor Maria will pray over the offering
1: no jam. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good traffic jam though. <laughs> for a good cause hallelujah we are cheerful givers amen, amen. We are going to partake of the Lord's table this morning, so prepare your hearts for that. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity. As Henry was saying, that uh, giving, it will help us align with the Word of God. And so right now, we call our lives into alignment with the Word of God where our finances are concerned. We thank you, Father, that every person represented here In this house, those who have given online, that their hearts are connected and that they want the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to advance here on this earth. That's their heart's desire. And so that's why we give. We want your kingdom to advance here on this earth. And this is our way of investing in that. And so we thank you for the return on our giving so we can give more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God hallelujah all right let's get in the word this morning thank you for joining us this morning thank you for leading in to the holy spirit i appreciate the worship team uh, always always we have such a wonderful team and just uh, a team that listens to the lord the holy spirit and i'm just so grateful for each of you hallelujah uh, don't forget uh, the the announcements that Miss Nation made this morning. Make yourself available to that. I'm excited about Wednesday. I can't wait to see that latest episode of The Chosen. I don't know if you watch The Chosen, but it's the story of Jesus. It's just he's just so relatable and so that's the Jesus that you know. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's so good and so it's the story of uh the the christmas story uh so it's a story about mary they kind of go back in time a little bit from if you've watched it it's about jesus life on this earth Uh, but this is going back to when he was born and they just everything has been culminating to this episode so i can't wait to see it and of course they have singers of maverick city and phil wickham and a bunch of others joining them on this so come we have snacks donna said she's gonna take care of some snacks for us So like we can enjoy some snacks i don't know about you but did you all see the passion of the christ when that came out in the movie theaters we went and saw it so me and my cousin went and we're sitting there and he's like let's get popcorn i'm like but we're watching jesus of nazareth on the cross i can't eat popcorn <laughs> there's just something not right about watching jesus get whipped and me eating my popcorn and soda i just couldn't do it even though it was a movie i just could not do it. i'm like no i ain't eat nothing during this if anything we're taking communion You know, I just was, but it's a movie, but still I was like, how can you eat? I'm looking at people with their juju bees and all this stuff. I'm like, how can you eat? Look what's going on. But this is, this is the Christmas story. We'll have some snacks before or after. We'll enjoy it. Okay. All right. So today we're actually talking about the birth of Jesus and we're looking at it from the perspective of the hope of a covenant fulfilled. That's what we're looking at. We're going, to talk, we're going to take our covenant meal uh, shortly, uh, but I want to just take a few minutes to talk about this. It's the hope of a covenant fulfilled, the birth of Jesus. And so uh, there's two foundation scriptures. We won't turn there now, but I'll mention it. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8, and Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4 to 7. Those are our anchor scriptures this morning. We'll read them shortly. There are anchor scriptures, but we're going to read them at the end. <laughs> Glory to God. All right, so throughout the scriptures we see prophecies concerning Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus. In both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Or testament, we know that word is covenant. So in the Old Covenant and New Covenant we see prophets foretelling of Jesus' birth, his life, his ministry, his death, his ascension. His seating at the right hand of the Father was even prophesied. We see that in Psalm 110, verse 1. It says, God the Father would say to my Lord, Jesus Christ, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. We also see Jesus' second coming prophesied. We see in Hebrews, we see in Thessalonians. I mean, we see there's prophecies all throughout the word of God. And these prophecies are very important. Uh, And we shouldn't just overlook them because these events, some of them have already transpired. So we shouldn't just say, oh, yeah, 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 we know about those prophecies and look, it happened. We shouldn't just overlook them. Uh, When we read these prophecies and see their fulfillment, it should excite us, give us hope. And faith, hallelujah, it stirs up our faith. It excites us if we've received Jesus because we know God's plan of salvation and the path for reconciliation and reading how it all unfolded is just exciting. It nourishes your faith because we see God's plan. We see that path for reconciliation and uh, the plan that God put into motion. We see that foretold and then fulfilled. Hallelujah. And then how about all the other promises we read about in the Bible? Some have not come to pass yet. Uh, Some have. But we know that if these prophecies that we're going to read about today were fulfilled, then how about what God's told you and I that's coming? Amen. Amen? How about the things that he's told you in your life? There may be a delay, but there's not a denial. Amen? We know those things are coming to pass. And today, reading these prophecies about the birth of Jesus, about his life and ministry, we're just going to stir up our faith concerning what we're believing for right now. Hallelujah. So the very first one we see is in Genesis. (laughs) How, how cool is that? Right in Genesis, you can turn over to Genesis. First, we'll read Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 to 31. Let's read that first. It says, and God said, see, I have given you every herb or herb, I don't know, herb, <laughs> that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you, it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth. Every creep in your life you have authority over. In which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Say that. It was so. Then God saw everything that he made, and indeed it was very good. See, in this uh, verse of scripture we see that God created Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 1, and he made a covenant or an agreement with them. He told them to be fruitful, to, be, to multiply, gave them dominion over everything they could see. He said, look up, look at the birds of the air, look at the fish, look at the trees, look at every seed that will be produced. You have dominion over all of that. He gave him dominion. And then he provided Adam and Eve with everything that they needed. Everything, provision, abundant provision was in the garden for them. Abundant provision. And he saw everything was good. They lacked for nothing. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 2, we see God tell Adam, everything is under your dominion and yours for enjoyment except for this one fruit. On this tree this one tree everything else is for your enjoyment but just this one thing ever tell your kids you can do this but this you can't do what is it that they go to first (laughs) the thing you tell them not to do right stay away from them cookies that's the first thing they're going to so God told them no that was like a tithe to him stay away from that that's mine that's mine and that's why we've had trouble tithing ever since okay anyway you know the story Adam and Eve failed to obey the terms of the agreement or the covenant. They yielded to temptation, and that's when they fell or brokenness came to man. That's when it occurred. And all mankind around them was affected, all nature was affected. But one thing God said He was going to protect, and here Is the prophecy look in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15 God spoke to Satan and he said I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel first time this is mentioned there's the law of first mentions in the Word of God First time, we see immediately after the sin in Genesis 3.15, God said to the devil, he said, I will put enmity or a division between you, that is Satan, and the woman. And we know that he's talking about Jesus. God was going to protect the womb of a woman. We know who that was. And my goodness, there's a message there about protection In the womb, glory to God. (laughs) God was going to protect that. This verse was the first indication of God's redemptive intention for man. His first intention. And it's also the first expectation of a redeemer who would come from a seed, a descendant. From this verse, we see that God knew from the time of Adam and Eve, from the time of adam and eve that mary hallelujah would be the one to carry the messiah and it wasn't because she was more special than anyone else we don't magnify her because you know of all of this but she was obedient and we learned about that last year you could go back in last year's archives and listen mary was obedient and she kept herself for that moment hallelujah and so uh, as a virgin, she conceived by the Holy Spirit as we read in the New Testament. And that prophecy was fulfilled. Glory to God. So this is the first one. The first prophecy of the coming of a Redeemer that would destroy the works of Satan. Hallelujah. He came to destroy sin physical and mental sickness he came to destroy poverty and sin's control over us he came to keep us from hell and the lake of fire glory to god all these things jesus came to do for anyone that will put their faith in him and trust in him look at first john chapter 3 verse 8 he who sins is of the devil for the devil has sinned from the beginning For this purpose or for this reason, the Son of God, Jesus, was manifested, hallelujah, that he might destroy or we can say crush the works of the devil. Amen? He would crush. Hallelujah. Glory to God, his head. Let's look at another prophecy, Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. All right then, the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look the virgin will conceive a child she will give birth to a son and will call him emmanuel which means god is with us now the backstory of this prophecy i found pretty interesting because you would think that they're talking about a redeemer so they must have been in a prayer meeting um, or they must have been like really talking about, okay, what's to come? No, this is a very different um, backstory to this. It was not in a church assembly or a prayer meeting or anything. They were actually talking uh, about this during war. So King Ahaz, who was part of David, the house of David, uh, there were two armies coming against him and he was very afraid. He was very afraid. And so they were plotting against him, but the prophet Isaiah, God spoke to him and told him that, yes, they are plotting against you, but this invasion will not succeed. Their plot against you will not succeed. And during the course of the conversation, Isaiah could see that King Ahaz was like kind of doubting. He said, fine, ask God for a sign if you don't believe that he's going to do this. And King Ahaz knows better. He said, "Uh uh-uh, I am not testing the Lord. I'm not asking for a sign. So he said, no, I'm all set. And he said, oh, no, no, no. Isaiah said, oh, no, 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 here's your sign. The sign for him, this war not happening, was that the Redeemer was coming. It was just very interesting how it went. And he told him, here's the sign. He said, a virgin, we know as Mary, would give birth to a son. And he went on to say, by the time, here's here's what he was trying to comfort the king with. By the time he's 12 years old, those two countries that are plotting against you won't even exist. That's the whole message that he was trying to say. But something dropped into Isaiah's spirit about a redeemer, and he just said it. You know what? By the time this Redeemer that's gonna come, these two countries that are warring against you won't even exist. He told him other things too, but it's just very interesting how that just, okay, here's a prophecy about the Redeemer in the middle of war. And it wasn't even the Redeemer's gonna come and deliver you. No, it was these countries won't even exist. See how God works? He just dropped it in his spirit, but Isaiah was obedient to say it. He was obedient to say it. Hallelujah. So, uh, in Matthew chapter 1, we see the fulfillment of this prophecy. In verse 22, it says, "All uh, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. And we know that prophet was Isaiah. It says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Praise the Lord. That's the fulfillment of that very verse. Hallelujah. Micah 5, verse 2. It's an Old Testament, Old Covenant. It says, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come from you on my behalf. We see here that the prophecy uh, that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And we see the fulfillment of this in Luke chapter 2, verse 4 to 7. Let's read that. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. We know that's Jesus. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Hallelujah. In addition, to Jesus' birth being foretold, because that's what this was, where he was going to be born, we see that his ministry and character was also prophesied. Look at Psalm chapter 69 and verse 9. Yes, we've got a lot of scriptures. We're in church. So Psalm 69, verse 9, Passion for your house has consumed me, and insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. Do you remember what this sounds like? Go to John chapter 2. In the beginning, in verse 13, we see Jesus walking into the temple and turning over tables. They were insulting his father. And look at what the disciples said in John chapter 2 and verse 17. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy From the scriptures, passion for God's house will consume me. This was the fulfillment of the prophecy in Psalm chapter 69. See, Jesus was consumed with passion for the house of God. He saw that they were dishonoring the house by making it a marketplace and just the... (laughs) The indignation, righteous indignation just came upon him and he turned over tables and started whipping things. (laughs) Can you imagine if he did that today? Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. They have a lot of names for it now, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But he, you know, the the disciples, that stirred something on the inside. Remember, they were learned men, you know. They had to go, any Jewish uh, individual had to study the scriptures. And so they're like, wait a minute, it triggered that memory. The book of Psalms, you know, when God does something for someone and a scripture pops in, he said that he was. Do that in the Bible. Well, that's what it did for them. It stirred up that memory for them of God's uh, the prophecy about the character and heart and passion of Jesus. Hallelujah! The fulfillment of that one. Okay, let's look at Zechariah chapter nine and verse nine. It says, "Rejoice, O people of Zion! Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem! Look." Your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. We talked about this event on Palm Sunday. (laughs) And we see its fulfillment in Matthew chapter 21, when Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey. Let's read 21 Matthew verse 4 and 5. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. There's the fulfillment. There's the fulfillment. We saw it in the old cabinet, we see it coming to pass. Hallelujah. There's more. In Zechariah chapter 11, we see the prophecy that Jesus would be betrayed by Judas for 30 pieces of silver. And we see the fulfillment of that in Matthew chapter 27. In Psalm chapter 22 and Isaiah 53, we see the prophecy of the suffering that Jesus would endure and that he would cry out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? We see these scriptures fulfilled in each of the Gospels, but one reference is in Mark chapter 15 and verse 34. You can read that. For time's sake, we're not going to go there. Psalm chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, we won't go there either, but you can look that up. Talks about Jesus overcoming death. And we see that fulfilled, obviously, when he rose from the dead. There's several passages of when Jesus was risen, From the dead hallelujah all of these prophecies were given uh, that we've read this morning in the Old Testament in the Old Covenant and they are fulfilled in Jesus amen he came to fulfill the Old Covenant and establish a new and better one hallelujah he didn't destroy the Old Covenant he fulfilled it hallelujah And so there are so many other prophecies that we could take the time and look at. But I just wanted to highlight just a few of them this morning because, again, these prophecies were fulfilled and we rejoice in their fulfillment. We rejoice because God's redemptive plan for each and every one of us was fulfilled in Jesus. And when he makes a covenant with us, he keeps that covenant. Amen. Aren't you glad he does? Even when the first man, Adam, broke that covenant. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So what is it that he's promised to you? What's he promised you? What are the promises in our covenant that you've not seen yet come to fruition in your life? What are you still believing for? What are you still trusting for you can be sure that our covenant-making God is also a covenant keeping God he is if you'll lay hold of the promises by faith and be fully persuaded that the word he has spoken to you will not return unto him void but that it will prosper in that which he sends it you will see that come fruition amen his whole plan all of it fulfilled in your life glory to god and you know he's been talking to me about 2022 and it can be your year of fruition it can be the this means that it can be the most fruitful year of your life the most fruitful year of your life Uh, it can be the year where you take possession and enjoy all that you're believing for. That's what that word fruition means. Take possession and enjoyment. You can have an enjoying throughout 2022. Enjoy everything that God has promised you. Hallelujah. But you've got to believe that he is a covenant-making and a covenant-keeping father. You have to believe that and have uh, an unconditional trust about it. Not just faith, but an unconditional trust where if time continues to pass, it's been how many years, it's been how many months, it's been how many days I've been standing in faith for this, but I have an unconditional trust that the hands on a clock can't change. My trust, it can't touch that trust. I believe. I have full confidence that my father is a covenant-making and a covenant-keeping father, and his word is coming to pass in my life, in my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now let's go back quickly to our foundation passages. Let's look first at Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8 who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. We read about this verse on Good Friday or Easter Sunday, but it's really talking about the incarnation. You know, when Jesus, who was God, took the form of man in the flesh and came here down to earth. That's what this verse is talking about. When, uh, here's what these verses mean in the Greek. It says Jesus was God, and he couldn't come down to this earth as God because flesh couldn't look at his face or in his face or even stand in his presence. So he made of him made himself of no reputation. This means to shed yourself of certain attributes, to make empty, to vacate certain attributes, and that is what he did. Jesus had the same attributes as God did, but he shed his splendor and his glory. He humbled himself, which means he stooped to the very lowest position. Hallelujah and he put himself under another's command, which is his father. When he vacated his attributes, he redressed himself, and he removed the outward splendor and power that flesh could not endure. He knew his assignment, and he was obedient to carry it out, even when the assignment included that he endure the death of the cross. That's our Savior. (laughs) That's our Savior. He redressed himself. Hallelujah. When he came to earth in the most vulnerable position as a baby, as a child who has to depend on others for everything. He wasn't an amazing baby that walked, you know, the minute he came out and preached sermons the minute he... No. He relied on mommy and daddy. (laughs) And as he grew he had to learn who he was who he was just as we had to learn who we are in him we're still learning we have not even exhausted that revelation amen glory to God now look at Hebrews chapter 10 quickly for it is not possible verse four to seven for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins Christ Christ's death fulfills God's will. Therefore, he came into the world. He said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. Why? To do your will, O God. Uh, Pastor Bob Yandian, he says this is the most amazing Christmas passage right here. Hebrews 10, verse 4 to 7. We read this verse when we talk about Christ's death. But this verse is a Christmas passage. It is talking about when Jesus came into the world, when he came in the flesh as a human being. It was in this body (laughs) that he would redeem us. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look what Jesus said in verse 7. It says, To do, to our Father, it says, Then I said, Look, I have come to do your will, O God. This is in the New Living, as it is written about me in the scriptures. He knew his assignment, yeah. and he came to fulfill every single part of it. All the benefits and promises of our covenant are fulfilled even today because Jesus came in obedience to the Father. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. He is a covenant-making and a covenant-keeping God. Glory to God. Ushers, you can serve uh, the people. The team can come up, and we're going to go ahead and partake of the covenant meal together. Amen? Amen. Aren't you so glad that he came, birthed as a baby to redeem us? Clothed like we, like, just like us. In fact, mama put some cloth on him <laughs> when he first came. Hallelujah. Born in a manger. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We can look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 and 24. Hallelujah. For I've received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. As we eat the bread or wafer this morning, take a moment to appreciate Christ's obedience to the Father. When he came to this earth for you and I, love incarnate, (laughs) love in the flesh, fulfilling the covenant and giving us a new and better covenant. Glory to God. This fulfillment came with much suffering on his part. His body bruised, beaten, and crushed so you and I can receive peace, healing, and wholeness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth in the flesh, for enduring the shame, hallelujah, and the weight of all we could ever face in this life. You endured it all for us. You took it on yourself, glory to God, so we could be healed and whole, hallelujah. We appreciate you, and we receive the wholeness and health That you've provided for us today hallelujah thank him as you partake of the bread this morning glory to God we thank you we thank you we thank you we thank you glory to God in first Corinthians 11 verse 25 and 26 it says in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often i don't think we do it often enough as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death till he comes as you drink the cup see in your heart jesus magnificent sacrifice that forgave your sin. Recognize that Jesus' victory over the devil gave you victory in every area of your life and rejoice that the blood of Jesus made official the new covenant and opened the door for you to enter. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank him for the blood today. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, that your blood was poured out poured out, hallelujah, glory to God. We thank you for the shed blood of Jesus and that we are forgiven and that we have victory because of your blood. Thank you that we are not alone, but we are joint heirs with Jesus. We are in covenant with you, Father God. We thank you that you are showing us every day parts of the covenant that we're not even aware of yet. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Let it be flooded with light concerning our covenant with you. As things are getting fulfilled in our lives, let us see and rejoice and know that it's because you spoke it over us. You declared it, and your word never returns unto you void. And the blood of Jesus is what ratified and made new and put into place that covenant. And so we thank you for that this morning. Go ahead and drink this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now stand with me this morning. We're going to thank Him. <laughs> We're going to thank him for the blood. Now before we do that, just give me one second. (laughs) We're going to thank him for the blood. All right, so last week we prayed for uh, Mr. Bob here, and he received healing in that area. Thank God for that. Come on and thank him for that. Glory to God. Now we're going to pray for one more thing for him. We're going to come into agreement. So I'm going to ask you to stretch your hands out towards him this morning. And we're just going to come into agreement. No more medication in Jesus' name. He wants off of it. And sleep, 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 sleep. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for the shed blood of Jesus. We thank you that Jesus was bruised and beaten so Bob could have a body that's pain-free and he can have good sleep. You said you give your beloved sleep. He's your beloved. He belongs to you. And so we thank you that at the appropriate time, he sleeps and he sleeps well in Jesus' name. You keep him in perfect peace because his mind is stayed on you in Jesus' name. And everything in his body works to the degree that he no longer needs that medication in Jesus' name. We call his body to come into divine alignment right now in Jesus' name in jesus name the things that the meds are supposed to do his body does it naturally in jesus name from head to toe in jesus name glory to god now let's rejoice this morning and thank god for it in jesus name come on oh come to pass if you'll believe continue to believe even if things start to look worse in your life because that can happen the enemy doesn't want you whole the enemy doesn't want you prosperous the enemy doesn't want you to be a light the enemy wants you to blend in and sit down and be quiet that's what he wants you to do but if you'll just continue to just speak the faithfulness of and the promises of God and continue to have unconditional trust that okay this symptom in my body or this oh another bill or oh my goodness they're just persecuting me whatever it is oh my spouse oh my kids whatever it is just trust unconditionally in your father because he loves you and he has an amazing future planned out for you amen glory to God Thank you for joining us online. I hope you participated this morning. We love you. We hope to see you soon. Those of you here have an awesome week. Hope to see you on Wednesday evening.